and there was a, a, a beam of light coming in from a hole going directly onto this wheelchair in this darkness. And I mean, it's like the most cliche shot you can possibly get, but I was just so happy that I could see it in real life and was able to capture that. And by and large, that is my favorite shot that I took. Welcome to Capturing the Abandoned, a foray into the world of rural and urban abandoned exploration. Hello, this is Vincent Gerhardt, and along with my co-host, Mr. Alex Nichols, we'd like to welcome you to episode 14 of Capturing the Abandoned, with our guests Jimmy Peterman and Kyle Brickey of Ruin Road. We do this podcast to help recognize and highlight some of the talented rural and urban abandoned explorers that are out there. It gives us all a chance to get to know these individuals as an artist and as an individual. The Capturing the Abandoned podcast is now available on the Google Home and Amazon smart speakers. On Google Home, just say, okay, G, play Capturing the Abandoned podcast. And the same works on Amazon. We have tested this on both devices and it works great. If you have any of these devices, give it a try. We would like to have you be a part of the podcast. Almost everyone has a smartphone these days with the ability to record and share a voice message. All you have to do is record a short message, which can be about where you are, what you like or dislike about the show, where you like to explore, or just about anything related to rural and urban exploration. When we get these messages, we will start adding them into the show on future episodes. Now is your chance to be a part of the show. Email your short recordings to capturingtheabandon at gmail.com. In this episode, we are honored to have with us Kyle Brookie and Jimmy Peterman, and together they are Ruin Road. This duo each specializes in his own tasks, Kyle mostly doing the pictures and works on the book publishing, while James is the guy behind the video in their extensive YouTube video portfolio. Together they have produced five books thus far, with the latest one titled Abandoned Flint, which will be released soon. As with all our guests, Lex and I very much enjoyed our time with these guys, and we hope that you will enjoy them as well. And without further ado, here's our interview with the guys from Ruin Road, Kyle Brookie and Jimmy Peterman. It's been a while since our last podcast, but to get this thing rolling again, tonight we had the great pleasure to visit with James Peterman and Kyle Brookie, who are based out of West Michigan. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the Capturing the Abandoned podcast. Hello. Thank you. Hello, thank you for having us. Thanks for uh, being on with us, and we're honored to be able to get to ask you some questions. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to start in here. So do you guys want to give us a little background, some uh, things that you guys like to do, what you got going, um, just a little bit of 411? 
Yeah, so we are uh, together. We are called Rune Road. Um, we have a YouTube channel under that name, as well as our uh, various social media like Facebook and uh, Instagram. So we do primarily we focus on our videos of uh, exploration where we try to tell the history behind the place as well as kind of show a walkthrough of what it looks like today. And then from that, we also do um, the social media kind of keeping a presence on that as well. So, yeah, we, we primarily started out, um, you know, in West Michigan doing, um, you know, photos and, you know, moving a little bit more north. And then we slowly branched out east, um, you know, hitting more areas towards like Lansing and Detroit. And then, you know, following that, we decided to branch out and hit more places throughout the Midwest, primarily cities where, you know, there's some uh, bigger spots to see, you know, a lot of the places that, you know, other Instagrammers and YouTubers have hit and, you know, tried to share stories behind those unique, um, you know, buildings and landmarks as well. So, I mean, it's been a, a growing process, but, uh, you know, we've been pretty blessed to, you know, have the opportunity and um, just to, you know, see where it's gone within the last few years. Well, it looks good. I went on and looked at your YouTube channel. So is your primary focus YouTube? I mean, is that yeah. what, okay, that that's what I thought. You guys really focus on that. And this is just kind of a, not necessarily a byproduct, but it's another way to kind of get the news out there. Is that the way it is? Uh, yeah, correct. So what what is your home base? So we're located in West Michigan, which um, unfortunately does not really have a lot of abandoned stuff around us. So anytime we really need to go anywhere, we kind of have a trip ahead of us, which I guess is good and bad. I mean, yeah, we're located both together, like about 20 minutes from each other. So it's nice that we can meet up anytime and uh, head out wherever we want to hit the next spot. Yeah, so we're we're located in uh, Muskegon and Grand Haven. So in the Lower Peninsula, it's right on Lake Michigan, a little bit closer to the uh, south uh, southwest side. So yeah. how did you guys get into this type of photography? I see you got a pretty good little following on Instagram and of course all the videos you have there. So that's an amazing amount of videos that you have. So oh, yeah. yeah, how'd you get into this stuff? Yeah, so um I guess for me as, even like as a child actually, like I actually have found old uh VHS tape footage, like home video of me as a kid. I used to kind of be you know, interested in like the spooky old place. I like to, re I used to read like a lot of uh, goosebumps, which I guess dates me, but so I was always <laughs> interested in that. And so my uh, grandparents actually live up North of us uh, where we live. And so there was actually like a, um, you know, as you you do the drive up there, you'd see, you'd pass by like old dilapidated barns and stuff. And I've actually found uh, footage of me actually as like, I was like four actually making my parents stop and let me look around the place. Obviously they wouldn't let me go inside, but they actually, I found footage of that. So I actually used to be interested in kind of that sort of the spooky nature of it. As I grew up, I guess I sort of, uh, you know, kind of phased that out, kind of found other interests. And actually though, I guess when I would say I started, uh, you know, urban exploring was actually about three years ago a friend of mine from college 
so I went to school for um, like video production and that, and I kind of had the idea to go into uh, more Hollywood type stuff. Obviously, that's pretty difficult to break into, so it didn't really work out. So I kind of <laughs> moved into another uh, more marketing. But so my friend who I'd done some um, short films and actually did a feature length film with, one day he uh, sent me a message. He's like, hey, dude, you should check some of this stuff out. Like, we could do this. And it was videos of people on YouTube, um, exploring abandoned buildings. And so I kind of spent, you know, a few hours kind of watching various stuff. And I was like, we could totally do this and we could do it better. So, um, <laughs> the pair of us kind of, we, we, we realized the, you know, what it was. And so like, before we actually went out to a place, we kind of, you know, took some time to research. We, you know, uh, looked into the safety and the precautions. Like we bought ourselves masks and all that, you know, mapped some locations out and we finally started doing it. So we started that together. We, we created Rune Road and we launched it on YouTube and then, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Shortly thereafter, he actually, he kind of had to back out due to like, um, you know, just life. Uh, so for about a year, it was just me doing it. So I kind of, you know, went to places where, you know, you, you really shouldn't go alone. I did a couple of days in Detroit by myself and I was like, you really, you really shouldn't be doing this <laughs> by yourself. You're a little nervous. So, exactly. So um, finally though, I, so I, I knew Jimmy actually, we both actually used to work together. So he kind of, he kind of messaged me one day. He's like, Hey, I've been seeing what you've been doing. It's kind of interesting. Would, would, would it be okay if I tagged along with you? So of course, I was like, absolutely, I'm getting sick of going by myself. So uh, he joined um, with me. We went to a few spots together. I took him up north, and he kind of, you know, got the bug, I guess you would say, and he was interested. So I, I asked him to join Rune Road, and from there, we kind of went farther. So I really think without him, I probably would have, you know, died out doing it because I probably would have either run into some problems or should stop before I do. So Kyle, were you primarily focused on video at the time or were you doing photography? Yeah. So I always kind of started with the video. I mean, I took the photos and they were kind of just like an afterthought, like I'm there. I wanted to, um, but it was always for me, I guess I've always been more focused on um, doing video. So that was always number one. And the photos came kind of after and through that then came the book sure. as well. So with that, what's your favorite subject to shoot? I know it's really cliche, but I personally love like asylums or, you know, hospitals just, just to know, cause we always really try to dig into history. So it's really easy, obviously to find history on those places and just to know, even in the places that are more benign and didn't have, you know, the typical uh, stuff that happened to them. It's still just like these wide expanse of places, which are really just kind of really um, unique and beautiful. I personally really love those. And uh, after Kyle got me into it um, and, you know, getting a, you know, taste for some different stuff, you know, after we started with like Detroit and everything, I really fell in love with a lot of the um, churches, especially if they still had, you know, things like the stained glass and uh, any of the ornate, like, you know, statues, woodworkings in there. Um, you know, I like seeing pianos and pipe organs. 
you know, anything left that, you know, almost makes it look like it was kind of frozen in time. Like they walked out one day. So that, right. it, you know, just all the colors that you see in there, uh, really made me fall in love with it. And so that's whenever we hit one of those, you know, no matter how big or small, you know, it's always, uh, interesting finding something in there to shoot. Makes it worth it. Oh yeah. So you guys are, are shooting video and then you're also shooting steel shots. And, uh, so Maybe, uh, Kyle, you can start with the equipment you use, and then, uh, James, and you can go ahead and let us know what you use. Yeah. So, like a lot of people on the podcast, when I first started, I just was using my phone. Um, and then, so I, as I got more and more into it, I invested, and um, I got the actually the Sony A7S II, which I know is kind of pretty popular with the Explorer just because it does really amazing in low light. Um, so I got that, which, and it shoots 4K as well. And then I actually just recently got, um, it's called the DJI Osmo Pocket, which I kind yeah. of love. Yeah, it's it's like the size of a toothbrush, can shoot 4K, can do pictures. It's, you know, got a gimbal in it. I love that because sometimes when you're trying to crawl through some tight spots, you really don't want to be carrying all this equipment. So, you know, that thing can fit right in your pocket. So that's, that's kind of a miracle worker right there. What about you, Jimmy? So uh, when I first started, I also did the same thing where, you know, I was on my iPhone, you know, taking really regal shots that later I looked at them and I was like, oh, that's, yeah. But, uh, you know, I moved up. My uh, roommate gave me his Canon uh, SL1. And so I started shooting around, playing around with that. I didn't really have any photography, you know, practice in my background or anything. So a lot of it was learning on the fly, reading, you know, trying to take pointers from other people um, and asking, you know, folks on like Instagram and stuff what they would do. So I started with that. And then as we began to grow, you know, with books and on YouTube, I wanted to try to emulate some of Kyle's you know, shots to make it consistent. So I upgraded to a Canon M50 mirrorless. It's got, you know, some of the similar looks in the images with the low lighting and everything. Um, it was a really nice upgrade to have for sure, a lot lighter and everything as well. And uh, the nice part about it is since, you know, he's been pushing me to help out with video, it also shoots in that 4K quality. So that way we're not, you know, differing too much with what we're shooting. Um, it's a little bit more consistent, you know, so you don't see too much variation, you know, throughout any video edits. And um, even with shooting, you know, we try to keep it really similar and the light. Right. It's tricky when you're, when you're doing video, if one person is in a different frame rate, if one's shooting at 24p and the other's at 30, it's really hard yeah. to make that work with YouTube. So, Exactly. So what what kind of software um and you can you can both chime in or one at a time but what what utilities software editing tricks what do you guys like to use So I use uh Photoshop for all my photos and then of course if you want to edit this out for the video I use Sony Vegas as well as, like for the titles I'll use After Effects I taught myself on Premiere and all that but it's uh, Sony Vegas for video. 
and Adobe Photoshop or pictures for me personally. I'm a Vegas fan from oh, way nice. back, like seven Very and eight. Nice. That's what I use, Sony Vegas Pro. And yeah. I, I did the same thing. I started with Premiere Pro and I tinkered with After Effects, but I just, I have the best of luck with the, the Sony software and Photoshop. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in Very simplicity. Nice. Okay. And what about and you, Jenny? Yeah, as far as um, when it comes to the photos, so I, I used to use more of like Snapseed on the phone just because it was, you know, simple, easy to use. I mean, you have all those tools there ready at hand. And then uh, I uh, moved it to my laptop where I got Adobe Lightroom and started to play around with, uh, you know, some more effects on there. And I could see a bigger picture on, you know, what I'm working with. I'd have, you know, old issues with things like the ISO and graininess and everything. And, you know, that was a good tool to use to um, brighten up my images, make them a little bit more clear. And uh, it also helped it to make it closer to like what Kyle edited through um, Photoshop. So um, that way, uh, you know, we're, like I said before, you know, we're more uh, in tune with what we're doing together. It's not varying or deviating too far from, you know, what we originally started with. But right. uh, it's, yeah, it's just simple, you know, easy to use, especially, you know, with me, I, I'd still say I'm, you know, more of like a, amateur intermediate you know photographers so it's nice to get used to those tools and do the tutorials to um figure out different effects you know how can i make this scene darker or you know if i'm you know out doing like uh farmhouses or barns you know bring out like the sky and everything and you know the actual image that i'm trying to capture it's uh it works really great with that well, you guys have yeah. been doing an awesome job working working the photos over, that's for sure. It's tough when you work as a team because Vincent and I, uh, 95% of the time we're together and trying to, we both share the Colorado Abandon account and it's hard mm -hmm. to, well, it's not hard. We've figured out how to do it, but have a continuity to it. So mm -hmm. a lot of people can't tell who shot the image and we, we, we know what you're going through. We've worked really hard to not have them look the same, but still have a nice continuity and a nice flow to them. So I know it could be a challenge. Right. So you guys have been doing this for how long? So uh, three years ago, I started doing it with, um, his name is Garrett, the original guy that started with me. And then Jimmy started about two years ago this summer to join in. So yeah, we're going about four, four and three years now, starting this summer, I would say. I mean, we're we're coming pretty close to that mark. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you've been into it, I mean, well, since you were a little little toddler, I guess. And then... I guess you could yeah. <laughs> but there was definitely a period where I died out. And actually, I guess before I even, before I even knew, again, what I was, I actually went on a trip with a, a mutual friend of ours to Arizona and we were looking for stuff to do. And I actually found, um, Atlas Obscura, a website online. And they kind of have like, uh, they kind of tout as a unique and offbeat things to do. And I found on one of our, uh, our, uh, drives where we we're going to Sedona, um, there was an abandoned horse race track 
And so I was like, well, let's just stop there and look at it. And I mean, I had no idea, you know, it, looking back now, I was walking on the roof of that place. I was like, I'm so stupid. But so I actually did that before. Yeah, I even knew, you know, I knew urban exploration was a thing. So I guess even, you know, even the, before I knew I was kind of still, still had that bug, but yeah, it was definitely as a child, I started it and then it, it died off. And then for, yeah, I started again and then I kind of learned what to do Got properly. It. You don't fall through yeah. roof yeah. or die. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you find something that rekindles your, uh, your passion. That's awesome. Exactly. So what's the shadiest place that you guys have been? Do you guys have something that you both agree on something you've been there and it's like, man, this is, this is not, not the best place to be. Um, so we do have two different ones. Um, and then of course there's one that we could, I, I would agree on Jimmy's too. I'll tell mine and then we could agree on the other one if you want to cut it for time. Sure. So for me in Detroit, this was when I was doing it alone I went to, there was a hospital in Detroit where I checked it out. It was actually being, um, they were gutting it at the time I visited, but it was still abandoned, I guess you would say. So I went there, I got inside. The first floor was completely down to uh, studs. So I'm walking around, just kind of looking at it. This was the time when I was doing the uh, video. I did video of every place at that point in time. And so I make it up to the second floor and that's where there was more kind of still, I guess you would say still the structure of the place and stuff remaining. So I'm walking through and I get to a more open area, I guess was the lobby and I had the flashlight. So I'm walking through and I, I'm shining the flashlight and all of a sudden I hear this like, hey! so I freeze <laughs> and I'm like, uh Oh, so I, I, I called back and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And, uh, they just go, hey! so I was like, all right, I'm out of here. They didn't see me. I don't know where this person is. So I head back down, you know, I'm booking it downstairs and I get out um, in front of the hospital. There's nowhere, there's no cover or anything. I see this guy wearing a, um, you know, a reflective vest coming, walking towards me. I was like, well, he's seen me. There's no way I can get away from this guy. And it was, the place was entirely fenced in. So you know, I put on my, uh, you know, a nice smile and, you know, prepared to try to talk my way out of this. So I meet the guy, tell him, oh, I'm just taking photos. I'm sorry. I didn't know if I was supposed to be here, all that. He basically, you know, gives you the same spiel. You know, you're not supposed to be here. This is getting worked on or whatever. But he starts to like hint that he could be bribed to let me go in. So I was like, at that point, I was starting to feel a little uneasy. I was like, this is a little weird. I don't know. I kind of just want to get out of here. But I was still, this was still in my early days. So I still was kind of unsure, I guess, of myself. So I kind of was like, all right. Um, he wanted like 50 bucks to check this place out. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying 50 bucks for this place. This getting so I was like, oh, I don't really have that much. I was like, um, let me see what I got. And he, I, you know, I had a 20 on me. So I was like, well, I guess he's seen that. I got to give him a 20. So I am, I give him a 20 and he, then of course he's all Mr. Happy. He's taking me around the place. He's like, yeah, we're, we're stripping it out. We're going to do this and do that. And uh, all of a sudden a car pulls up 
inside the place. It was like a black sedan pulls up. He's like, that's the owner. You got to go right now. And it was, I'm telling you, it's not a nice car. It was not a nice car. It was not the car of a place who a person who bought a large building in downtown Detroit would drive. But I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And so I left. He walked over the car. And I don't know what happened beyond that point, but that was the spot. That was the, the point where I learned. I was like, all right, you better be careful in some of these places and you better uh, watch what you say. So is that, is that kind of one of the worst places you've been to? Um, worst place would actually be uh, in Flint. I can tell that now if you want, but that was, that was definitely a story. So James, what what's your uh, worst place? Shadiest place, worst place. So um, we actually did a trip down to um, Cleveland, Ohio, for a while. So this was our first time going. We met up with some friends we met through Instagram. They're from uh, Sarnia, Ontario. They do like more um, shooting with like models and everything. And they were like, "Well, we'll join you guys since you do the abandoned stuff." So. We are like, oh, that's, that's a good idea. It'd be fun. And we found this old Masonic temple. And there's probably four, five floors there. And four. about four floors. And it had, you know, really, you know, interesting rooms to shoot. You know, still some of like the ornate pieces there. And you can, you know, see different parts where, you know, they meet with different lodges in there. So we're making our way up. We left one of our friends in there to take some shots of a model on one of the floors and one of our other friends was coming up with us, you know, upstairs. And as we got near the top floor, we heard some really heavy uh, steps above us. So, you know, we decided, you know, we'd call out and just say hello and, you know, nothing happened. We were making our way up. And then we started hearing these heavy steps coming down, like, you know, trucking down the stairs. Like and they were coming towards us. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we started booking it downstairs. We we were bad friends. We left our friends still shooting in the, um, <laughs> in like the auditorium area and, you know, just hauled out of there quick as quick as we could. And, you know, we, we got out, like collected our breath and everything. We're like, all right, what the heck was that? And, you know, made our way in. I think we had like a little thing of mace. Well, yeah, because we, we realized our friends were still in there. We we're like, we got to go, you know, make yeah. sure that they're okay. Because whoever this is, we didn't know, we didn't know who it was. And so we, we get into like this dark basement, which is the entry. And, you know, we're like, all right, who the heck's there? You know, we pulled out lights and everything. And it, it turned out to be this other group of explorers, you know, just a couple quiet people, a little awkward and everything. And it's just like, oh, why didn't you announce yourself? Like, you, you scared the crap out of us. Kyle dropped his light and broke the back end off. And so, um, wow. I mean, it, it, it wasn't bad, but, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where you just don't know, you know, what you're going to run into. And, you know, I mean, fortunately, it wasn't, you know, anything bad. It wasn't like a gang or anything, but, you know, it, it would have been nice if somebody announced and, I guess, you know, it'd be fun to see that footage as like a, a ghost story or something for kick. But yeah, yeah, it was a little shady. So, so what was the best places that you guys have both visited together? So I would say there is um, actually uh, in Michigan, there's an old uh, Native American boarding school. And then it was later converted into an asylum. And it's actually 
it's it's a fairly well-known place, but it's not well-known that a lot of people hit it. It's kind of in an area where a lot of people don't go. So we kind of learned about that. We checked it out. Oh, like about half of the buildings had been demolished a few years before, but they kept the um, the ones that were kind of historically preserved. So that was, by and large, one of the coolest spots that we've hit together, just because a lot of it had been kind of untouched and a lot was left behind. So it was one of those larger places, which usually, you know, if it's a larger spot, a lot of people will hit, tend to hit it. But this one, just because of certain circumstances, had been left alone. So, you know, you get the stereotypical wheelchairs, tons of wheelchairs, just all these buildings sure. which were left to rot and a lot left behind. Yeah. And there's like the um, gym had like those seats in there like that you'd see in like you know a school from like the 1940s 1950s you know old woodwork and everything it, it gave it some character you know to to be able to see that and just the variation in each building um some buildings were you know pretty fresh and then you know a couple others you had like the moss that was growing and you know a couple of the old beds that were you know in there by the moss so it made it you know for a cool shot yeah i mean when i was you know going through Instagram and everything, you know, I wasn't seeing anybody else posting it like a lot of, you know, some of the other places, you know, that they would. And so it's interesting to, you know, be able to uh, showcase that place and, you know, show that, you know, here's a spot, you know, it's not tagged with graffiti and everything, you know, it's still standing pretty well. And, uh, you know, we just had a lot of fun. We spent hours, you know, shooting between like five or six buildings there. So, I mean, it, it was, uh, that was probably our best or one of them mm -hmm. that we really had a good time with. And, you know, especially coming up with the history and everything, it was, uh, it was fantastic. Say the least. Cool. cool, cool. Cool, man. So on your Instagram feed, do you guys have like a favorite shot or your best shot? Yeah. So actually from that school, um, my favorite shot. I have taken um, was one of those wheelchairs. It just happened to be, I'm sure somebody moved it there, but it was in a basement and there was a, a, a beam of light coming in from a hole going directly onto this wheelchair in this darkness. And I mean, it's like the most cliche shot you can possibly get, but I was just so happy that I could see it in real life and was able to capture that. And by and large, that is my favorite shot that I took ever. So we, we didn't talk ahead of time, but I'll just cover this real quick. Do you guys do any shows or anything like that? Not too much with actual shows. We have done a few meets with like, you know, launching the books and everything. There is a local bookstore in Grand Haven and they've been awesome uh, with having us come out. We've done like a PowerPoint presentation and, uh, you know, got to showcase some of the work from the books, answer questions. I mean, you guys probably get a lot of questions, too, from people who might not explore, maybe be interested. And so we've had, you know, a lot of people come out and, you know, supported us. We went to this. We did do a festival last year, and they're actually going to be bringing it back this year. Um, it was out of Lansing, and it's called Festival of the Oddities. So they do a lot of uh, I mean, kind of like paranormal and horror and stuff, but they brought us in 
kind of as a black sheet, but, you know, just show, you know, some like the darker shots and everything that we would get and uh, stuff behind urban exploring. And we got to explain more of that and kind of like clear, you know, some of the air of what people think it is and, you know, be able to really dive in and tell them, you know, what it's really about. So we're, we're going to be back at it again with that this year. And we also have later in April, I think uh, we're going to be in Battle Creek, Michigan to help with launching one of our books. And then we're also going to be in the Detroit area promoting our Detroit book, which launched last year. And so, um, and and Traverse City as well, we're going to be helping out with a photography tour at the um, old Traverse City uh, hospital where um, one of the Kirkbride buildings are still. Yeah, and I saw uh, that, that, that nice. you guys are getting that event going and, and helping out with it. That's awesome. Yeah, we're stoked. And, um, you know, the guy who's run that tour has kind of been um, one of our inspirations, you know, for exploring. And, you know, we reached out to him. We recently went to Gary, Indiana to explore with them. And he showed us, you know, a bunch of really, you know, regal places. And then invited us to do this, which is an honor because there's buildings there that we've always wanted to get into. And, you know, you don't always get the chance to do it unless you pay for a tour. But I mean, they'll give you a flight of beer and wine with the tour. But um, I mean, you don't get to go into, you know, some of the um, shells of buildings and even those that are still in good shape that, you know, they, they close off because, you know, the roof leaks or something like that. Sure. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an honor. and. You know, we're going to see what we can do with connecting with other folks, hopefully reaching out to people in different cities, too. We'd, we'd like to hit some of the stuff that is closed off. You know, if we could tell the story and, you know, show that, you know, we mean everything in a professional, well manner, then um, maybe we can get the permissions to, you know, go in and do the filming and uh, sure. see some stuff that people don't always get to see. Cool. That's great. So, um, you guys are, uh, you have some books under the same publisher that we have ours through Arcadia Publishing. So you guys want to give us, uh, let the listeners know what books you have out? Yeah. So we have, um, five are out. Uh, there's Abandoned Michigan one and two, Abandoned Detroit, Abandoned Cleveland, and then Abandoned Flint are the five that we have. And the abandoned plant is still in production. Yes, that will be out at the end of uh, this coming month, March. Sweet, that'll be awesome. I know you guys are doing some uh, book signings and and going to places. We've done a few too, but it's uh, one of those things you got to kind of you have some help, but you got to do some self promotion and you know getting into. We've been lucky enough to do uh, Barnes and Noble and a lot of little local places, but you got to really push your uh, efforts, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't just sell itself. Yeah, that's true. And, and I think that's, you know, where social media has helped us out too, because, you know, when you're reaching out to some of the masses and, you know, building these, you know, friendships and clicking with people all over, you know, they're able to help kind of spread the word. And, you know, we've been very fortunate with that. And also with, you, Kyle, having family in Grand Haven that works for like, you know, the Tribune and stuff, you know, they've helped promote as oh, well and get us in. Uh, yeah, with like the bookstore and everything out there. So, I mean, it's it's been 
awesome as far as that goes. I mean, we've had, you know, folks help, you know, push us to get into places to, you know, talk and, you know, promote the books as well as, you know, even, even the videos just to show more like the history side, um, which has been fantastic. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely some work, um, but uh, I mean, <laughs> sure. as, as we it's get fun. into it, it, it gets a little bit easier, especially after you've done that, you know, first round and if people have liked it, you know, they want you back, which is yeah, fantastic. Right. We have people that are like, wow, you got a book published? Are you like making a bunch of money on it? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ready to retire. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna not gonna be on the bestseller, but we it's fun, you know, it's a labor of love. You gotta, yeah, you gotta exactly. enjoy what you're doing. So have you done any Barnes and Noble signings? Um we actually we have one coming up uh I think next month is our first Barnes and Noble one. But yeah, we've done like a local bookstore and then in the we have for that future one we've got another uh a bookstore we've done a library and then we've got another library and then we've got the um the festival of oddities which was i guess our mm-hmm. biggest thing and then so i'm actually going to be on the news and flint for when that book comes out they actually are interviewing me and i i wish jimmy could join me because i'm gonna be pretty nervous on that but uh so we've kind of got that so we're, we're, we're kind of getting out there but yeah nothing like nothing major i'd say that's you mm-hmm. know groundbreaking one thing that was nice is when we did our our book signing at um at Barnes and Noble we did we had sold out of our books like the week before and we didn't have time to get new ones in and so mm-hmm. they had i don't know like almost 30 of them ready for us when we got oh. there so it was awesome so you guys have a few people on Instagram you'd like to do a shout out or any of your art influences or video people or whatever just to yeah um i mean there's actually quite a few people but you know i kept the list kind of small to mostly you know folks that have either you know really helped us out in the long run or you know we've just really bonded with the past couple of years perfect to the first the first guy who um i want to shout out to is christian van antwerpen he's kind of been like my inspiration a little bit of kyle he's the one that's been running the project with the kirkbride building and doing the tours of like Traverse City um, and everything for the photography. And, uh, you know, just a swell guy. And uh, he gets some really, really great shots. I mean, you, you drool over them. And um, <laughs> That's they, cool. uh, the next person is actually my girlfriend, Emily. And her Instagram is Dilapidated State of Mind. I met her through Instagram and, uh, she, she does more, you know, with stuff throughout Ohio and everything. And, uh, she was getting into like portrait photography, um, doing weddings and stuff. And she also shoots Canon. So I was able to pick her brain and learn from her and everything. And so she continues to, you know, grow. She's been supportive of us. Where's the Ruin Road t-shirt and everything. So that's good to get that out in uh, Ohio. And then uh, we want to also give a shout out to our close friend, Derek Farnquist. He's been uh, just such a great guy, you know, spearheading to help us, especially in Detroit and everything with seeing some spots and Flint as well. And uh, his Instagram is Derek.Farnquist.esg. Cool. 
he uh he's actually a pastor so him and i share you know a lot of love for like the abandoned churches and you know the minor details you see in there so he uh he also goes by the name the trust pastor uh <laughs> for one of his other accounts and uh i mean just he gets some really great shots he's you know one of the friendliest people you know you meet it, it's kind of you know hard to get in some of the urbex you know, groups because they're, you know, quite clicky, but, you know, he's one of those folks that, you know, he doesn't really, you know, care who you are, you know, where you're coming from, you know, he just wants to get out and, uh, you know, shoot with you, you know, have sure. a good time. So oh. yeah, those, those have been the, you know, three people we've really looked out for and have helped us grow in a, you know, big way. So be sure to tag him in, uh, in an Instagram post. All right. <laughs> so, guys, how can people get in touch with you? Is it Instagram? Is it YouTube? Is it email? Website? Where would you direct people if you could? I'd say our best uh, way to get a hold of us is our email, which is theruneroad at gmail.com. Um, we also are trying to stay active on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. And you can always uh, contact us via there. But we always kind of keep our email active and uh, monitor that we'll, we'll put the, that information in the show notes so people know the, the how to get a hold of you awesome thank you so one quick last question here is uh is there anything else you'd like to add it's tough <laughs> when you're put on the spot yeah, yeah but <laughs> no you you guys you guys did awesome um yeah you have, uh, good story and you have a good following and your your youtube is doing well so you guys got <laughs> such a cool story and you got something really good going so we're, we're yeah. excited for you thank you you guys too as well i've been really enjoying your stuff on instagram and so i look forward to seeing what more you capture and add on there okay gentlemen well thank you very much for being on the podcast with us tonight and um we'll be getting this out pretty soon and we sure have enjoyed visiting with you Thank you, guys. Absolutely. You too, guys. Thank you for having us. You bet. Good you luck bet. with the Ruin Road. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being our guests and sharing your story with us on this episode of Capturing the Abandoned. You can find Ruin Road's gallery on Instagram at The Ruin Road, and you can also find them on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Ruin Road. Be sure to give them a follow. The music bed for this show is titled Beautiful Rust and was composed and performed by Mr. Lex Nichols, my good friend and co-host. You can find more of Lex's music on his website at LexNichols.com and on his YouTube channel, Spotify, Pandora, and of course, iTunes. Be sure to give him a listen. You can find our Facebook page by searching for Capturing the Abandoned. And we'll use this page to share our podcast information, including our show notes and artwork for each episode, and information on locations where you can download, stream, and or subscribe to it. In addition to the Facebook page, we've also created a Facebook group at the same location called Capturing the Abandoned International, which is dedicated to the purpose of showcasing the images, stories, and the people who create the images and art of this genre. This is where we hope to have anyone and everyone from any country post and share their rural and urban abandoned pictures and stories with everyone else. So please stop by and contribute. 
We've reached the end of this episode of Capturing the Abandoned, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. You should be able to find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, and more. Please subscribe and be sure to let any of your adventurous friends and relatives know about this podcast. Your feedback is important to us, so please feel free to reach out to us at capturingtheabandoned at gmail.com and leave us your thoughts, ideas, and suggestions on how we can improve this show and bring you the best Capturing the Abandoned experience. Fun times, exciting guests, and abandoned content are up ahead, so please stay tuned. And until next time, Be safe out there.